is Get Trust With Us. Here's your host. Ladies and gentlemen. Us Weekly's beauty director, Ms. Gwen Flamberg. Hey guys, it's Gwen and you're listening to Get Trust With Us. Well, here I am today coming to you live from my home studio in Tribeca, New York. And of course, I've got my cohort, my co-pilot on the beauty plane, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Oh, hi, Gwen. Coming to you from my home studio, finally back in New York City. So close to you. I know. I can't wait to see you in person so we can like ginger powers, ginger twin powers activate. We're going to wear masks. It's going to be great. But I can't wait to see you in person because... You know, I like seeing you online like we do whenever we record. But, you know, I just can't wait to see you IRL. Same, same, same. Let's just dive right into the hair news of the week. Trav, have you been following the Venice Film Festival at all? Um, I have, Gwen. You know, it's pretty wild that, like, Europe's kind of going about their business. But, you know, the, the Venice Film Festival is happening. Of course, it's not like normal. We're seeing a lot of masks and there are less stars than usual and smaller crowds than usual. But I just got to say, Kate Blanchett killing that red carpet. When is she not? Kate Blanchett wears art on every red carpet. She pulls off every look. I, I She's my number one style icon for red carpet. I mean, she just wears such cool stuff and it's never the same. I mean, amazingly, she wore on the red carpet earlier this week, she rewore, you know that like, um, it was kind of like a mirrored top. I will never forget that mirrored top, Gwen, yes. So here's the thing, that was a rewear. It's Alexandra McQueen and she actually wore it um, to the SAG Awards, I believe in 2016. But I just love, first of all, I love a rewear on the carpet. You know, obviously I think that The whole styling game and everything is a a little bit different than usual because of the pandemic. But she looked amazing. And more than anything, that hair. She had like a modern pompadour. Yeah, she did. It was like, it was giving me like Tilda Swinton vibes, like a little bit. And Tilda was like the other star of 2020 Venice Film Festival red carpet, you know? But, you know, that little pompadour, it got me thinking, you know, to create something like that, you have to be really handy with hot tools and curling irons and, I don't even know how you do it. So, you know, I thought that we should get one of our favorite main men on the show today to talk us through, you know, that that sort of hairstyle, but also just like, you know, how do we do curly, wavy styles? Are we going to, you know, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, we really rever- reverted back to like our natural curls during yeah. the pandemic because it was just so much easier for me and my curl pattern came back. Like, are we going to keep doing that for fall? What are we going to see for fall trends? Like, I thought that the best person to tell us this would be a get dressed with us repeat guest, Harry Josh, the celebrity hairstylist of the stars. He worked with everyone from, you know, obviously Giselle. He made Giselle. I think she is like the hair icon of, of modeldom. And he works with Rose Byrne, Priyanka Chopra. I mean, Anyone who's anyone, these gorgeous gals. Harry, how are you? So good. And I wish I could have an introduction like that every single morning when I wake up and walk out the door. Funny thing about my relationship with Harry started because truly for my entire career as a beauty editor and, and you know, even as a human, I would go to get blowouts with every single top hairstylist like in the world. And they would ask me what I wanted my hair to look like. And I would say, Giselle. 
I even went to a wedding once in Brazil and I had been on a beach vacation in, in um, outside Rio and Buzios. And then I went to Sao Paulo to go to this wedding. And like, I had to get my hair done because I had like, you know, Lord of the Flies child, like tangled beach hair. And I found this salon. I went in, I didn't speak Portuguese. The stylist was an older gentleman. He didn't speak English. We went back and forth for like 10 minutes for him trying to figure out what I wanted. And finally, I used like all the Brazil, you know, all the Portuguese, the Brazilian Portuguese that I know. And I said, como Gisa Bunchen. And he was like, ah, Gisa Bunchen. And he knew exactly what I needed. So after all of these years asking for hair like Giselle, finally, I thought, I'm going to beg the publicist of Harry Josh to get me in with him because, of course, the guy who created Giselle's hair needs to like give me real proper Giselle hair. And so, every other girl after who's copied that hair. Well, and that like, you know, model off duty hair, which is something that Harry invented. So Harry, just tell us, like give our listeners just a little short synopsis of like how the Giselle relationship started. Well, you know, it's really funny. We were friends uh, first. Um, I probably didn't even touch her hair for at least a year and a half. Um, she was she was new from Brazil. She was casting. I was casting a show in London at the time. I had a second career. I was a casting director. So not only was a hairdresser, but I befriended a lot of the models, which actually made my career take off was through my job as a casting director. Wow. So I met Giselle in London and she basically was after a year of friendship. She basically was just saying, like, I'm barely at the beach. My hair is not light the way it used to be. It's so dark. I really just wanted to, I don't want to color my hair. I've never colored my hair. I just wanted to look the way it used to look when I was a kid or when I was younger. And I said, I could do that. Like, you know what I mean? I could do it. So in my bathroom, I would get bleach and, you know, bleach out all the ends of her hair and create what is now globally known as ombre. Uh, but back then in 1997, it was just known as me doing it in a bathroom sink and making the roots dark and the ends light. The kind of the family tree of that color, it all leads back to her the top of the pyramid of the first person who had that surfy contrasty hair with light tips and darker roots and then it's kind of like how Farrah Fawcett defined the 70s she just yeah. defined the, 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 the double O's it's kind of that moment and it was really cool to be a part of that and I think of other hairdressers who've had that fortune like you think of a Chris McMillan he created the iconic Rachel in the 90s and that was the haircut that half the world had to have That's you know right. I mean? so it's really cool to be lumped in with something like that to be part of this beachy, surfy, lived-in texture that I was a part of creating and really what she naturally had, but I just brought it out in a way that made it made it palpable for people to be like, that's what I'm looking for, what that girl has. Totally. You know, I want I don't want to have be blonde. I want to look natural and surfy and I don't want to look like I curled my hair and you know. So that was, you know, my obsession with this texture, which of course would obviously lead into me creating tools down the road to be able to create this texture in the best way possible. So here we are 25 years later, and I'm talking to you about the tools that I use to actually create those type of waves. That's so cool. You know, it's like I have long used the Harry Josh Pro Tools, um, mm -hmm. the clipless iron. You know, your your Marcel iron comes with a clip that you can take off. I mostly use it clipless. Yes, so a wand. Exactly. That, that exactly that beachy kind of mermaidy hair, I call it. Yep. But you just came out with like a three-in-one iron. I did, and I'll tell you what 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 the impetus with this was. I thought that everyone either would use. I thought that every personally, because when I designed this iron, it was the wand was what the main tool was that everybody was using. 
And as celebrity hairdressers or any professional hairdressers, most of us use Marcel irons. So I didn't want to create a two line product where there would be like a line for hairdressers and then a consumer line. So that how can the consumer get the same benefits and uh, production value of the, the good iron? So I thought the only way to do it is to create something which was two in one. How can I give a, a Serge Normand a Marcel that he can hand to his sister, daughter, and say, here, just take this off and you can use it too. And now you can use it as a wand. So at the time when I came out of it, this was the first in history, in hair tool history anyways, um, that there was ever an idea where a Marcel would just come off and become a wand. So we kind of broke the mold with that. We did really well with the sales. The irons do really, really well. And when we asked feedback of our customer base, because we actually only sell at germstore.com, we have the information of the customers who purchased the iron. So we can actually send them an email and be like, hey, you got the iron. Tell us what you're thinking. So we've had nothing but great reviews about the heat distribution, the ease of using the tool. They all just had the common thing. I just wish it had a spring. Because I struggle with not being able to use the, the Marcel. And I watch your videos. It's really hard. I know how to use a spring. If it just had a spring, I'd be so much happier. So when we collected this data after six months, it's like we just keep hearing spring, 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 spring. And so I'm, you know, I'm a very beauty conscious brand in the sense that I don't like to make a lot of skews to create hype and then have those skews be dropped a year later and be like, oh, we're discontinuing. You know what I mean? Like I want evergreen product. I'm proud to say that we've been in business seven years. There's not one single solitary skew that we have dropped since we've done. They all perform perfectly well. And there's a reason for that because everything is very vetted and very slow to come out to market. So I'm always behind in the sense of launch. Like there's always some lag or delay because I'm still nitpicking over all the things that it is. And what I came to really want to do is create a three-in-one because I didn't want customers to feel they had to buy a brand new device to have two different irons. Like I now have a spring iron and I have a watt. You know what I mean? Or I have a Marcel. Totally. And also it's like everybody wants to Marie Kondo their bathrooms. It's like, yeah. I feel like this time period, like being in lockdown, everybody kind of like just got the excesses out of their, wow. out of their lives, cleaning their closet, bathroom. So like, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants an all-in-one. Yeah, totally. And not only that, but I also just think from like a mental perspective, like I just think like where we're spending our money makes a difference now more than ever. I know we've been saying it for a long time, but we have to be, we're in an industry that, you know, promotes glamour and this lifestyle. So how can we still do that and still feel good every morning about what we're doing? And are we contributing in a way that still allows us to be in an area that we love? but there's a consciousness wrapped around it. So in my way, every time I'm making a tool in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, I'm creating a service for a woman at home to feel just as good as she did at the salon because she has this thing in her arsenal that she never had before. Right. And I really want to really have, it's almost like a reach out to the, to the customer. Like I was so honored last year because the United Nations um, have this, this thing they call Fashion for Development Fund and they honor beauty brands that are you know eco-friendly and mine was the only tool brand that they had mentioned as being a conscious green brand because we have fair trade work ethic which means everyone who builds the packaging of my box even is paid a fair wage and we manufacture the the, the, the products in the best of the world so in korea it's the best for skincare and electronics they're the, the leaders so we went to korea france is the leaders for dryers we went to france so we're going to find the best vendors and we're working from the top down versus like, how do we make the most profit? And usually the pyramid is upside down for everyone else. It's like a funnel to like, how much can we squeeze out of each product we're making? And I'm like, 
let's not sell them another product. Let's let them have this product for life and be right. that brand. So, you know what I mean? Like, so that's really where I've been with my mindset and everything I've created. I didn't want to make anything that would appease my investors for a quick buck. I was always stuck to my guns and I said, no, this is not something that is going to last. This is going to end up in landfill, this crimping iron in a year, because we're just, I'm making that up, but I'm just saying like, it's a trend and everyone's like, oh, everyone's crimping their hair, make an iron, you know, like get a skew up by third quarter. You know, it's like, no, that's not how I run this business. It's right. going to be things that are actually essential to creating the looks that people want. Well, that's amazing. So talking about looks that people want, you know, over the summer, I do think that a lot of people wore their hair natural. And, you know, we talked about this a lot because I remember asking you, you know, I don't like to wash my hair every day. So with curly hair, if you let your hair do its natural curl pattern, tell everyone that tip that you gave me about how to reorder your curls the next day, because it's really tough to do that. I mean, sometimes what I like to do is I like to like separate the hair and mist it with water. And when you mist it with water, you can use a wide tooth comb or a pick, and you're kind of reactivating the curl product you may have put in, in the, from the get-go when it was wet. So whether it was a serum or, an, a, combina or a cocktail of like a cream, a serum, whatever you a leave-in, maybe you mix all three of those into your hair and you leave it in the wet and you slept on it and you wake up, it looks a little funky, but you really don't need to shower. Just mist it down with water, use a pick, and it'll reactivate the product that's in there and hopefully recoil your hair back into its natural curl formation. So there is tricks that you can do to like not have to get back in the shower and scrub from scratch you know from scratch totally i went out and got an old school pick after you told me to do that and it made a huge difference but tell me what are some of your favorite curl products to use i love right now i was just introduced to the goldwell curl and waves product and i was giving them about a month and a half ago because i had to do a press day with them and i wasn't familiar with the line so i'm like, I'm like let me start using it so i understand what these products do and how they perform and i was so blown away because i felt that this portfolio they have hit every uh, mark every type of texture there was so if you've got fine crappy barely curly hair there was a lightweight serum for you for that girl who's like i cannot use product in my hair it'll go flat so they actually had something lightweight and nice enough for her then to the extreme where someone's like, my hair is gray, frizzy, and coarse. And they've got like a thick cream for that girl. And then you've got a girl who's like, I'm 15. I have beautiful curly hair and I really don't need to do anything, but I do need a product. And they have something for that. So it, they really thought of the spectrum of different types of texture from baby fine to ethnic to thick and coarse to like a beautiful curl that just needs enhancement. And that really is an age thing. There is a thing about aging hair. I'm sure, Gwen, when you were young, you probably had the most beautiful, bouncy curls as a teenager ever. So, and that changes as we get older. The texture changes, and that means our, our formulations for caring for that hair have to change. So yeah. they had really thought about that. So I really appreciated that they really thought of every single texture along the chain, of barely their wave to tight coarse group. But what's going to happen now for fall? Because, you know, typically fall hair is like smoother, more polished, yes. like back to school, back to business. I think we're going to have, I think what's going to happen is two things. I think we are not going to go into that. I do not see the blow dries and all these kind of stuff happening. I think we have hit a new place where people really want it low maintenance as hell because there's really nowhere to go. And that's a big part of why we care about the way we look. Uh, is because we want to go out feeling our, our best. But if we're just home, we're just like, there's really no point for me to do this. So where does this inspiration come from? Well, holidays are around the corner. And now more than ever, I think because people are on budgets, they can't afford to go get their hair done for all these events. 
So right. this is where you need to have, like I always call like, you know, and we talk about fashion, we talk about like, you got to have your staples, your little black dress, your denim jacket, a denim skirt, you know, blah, 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 blah. I believe that the hair tool industry is exactly the same. You got to have your great detangling brush, your great round brush, your great curling iron, your great flat iron, and this little basket shall live underneath your bathroom for yep. years to come. And on those moments, even when you're having these, I don't really care about the way I look, you've got it ready to go. So you're invited to maybe a Zoom date for some guy who's out of state. You know what I mean? And you're like, I've got to look hot for this thing. And today is the day I'm going to bust out that three-in-one iron and I'm going to curl my hair today. You know what I mean? So I think there is going to be moments where we care about how we look. And yes, we need to blow out our hair for this and we need to, but we're not going to be obsessed the way we were. So I think we're going to have like this balance that never existed before because we're so mindful about, is this worth the effort? Do I care enough to like do this for this moment? And I don't think before we saw people every day. So we felt the urge to have to look great 24 seven. You know what I mean? So, so true. But you know, it's like some days I do my hair just because like it makes me feel so much better. Like if I have big meetings and stuff. And absolutely. Yeah. But I can't go get blowouts in the salon like I used to because, you know, even though salons are open now and everybody's wearing very practical too. I want to like, you know, I want to lessen my exposure. So I'm not going to go once a week. Yeah. So if I'm going to do a blowout myself at home or even like an imperfect blowout, which is usually what I do because I try to yeah. get them like Giselle waves. Yeah. What brush is going to help me get that really fast well what's really great about like so i've just launched these new metal brushes and these are new in my collection and i have never been a metal brush user so when i launched my brushes this was brought up to me right out of the gate from all the people at the the brush companies are like what do you want i'm like no that's not something i need in my portfolio i don't imagine that i would ever use a metal brush Seven years later, after having a brush collection that's very successful, what I do happen to have is a ton of salon hairdressers from around the country emailing me and sending me DMs. They're like, will you please make a good metal brush? We all use metal brushes in our salon because they, they can blow dry hair so much faster than wooden bristle brushes, and we can fly through our clients and their blowouts, and this is what they want to buy when they walk out the door. And we don't have a good selection of metal brushes. We are just using what the marketplace has existing. So... I decided to go after that task. I first of all started, I went to the stores and bought like six different types of metal brushes from the $2 type to the top of the line type, just so I could see what is out there. What does a $2 metal brush do? And what does a $40 metal brush do? Just so I could understand the marketplace. As I was working with them, I realized the consistent thing was that there was always a snag issue, that whatever this handle was and where the metal was, the hair would constantly get caught in between those two things. And as you were taking it out, you'd feel this one strand that would be just ripping. Out, out, out. And it's just one hair. And the rest is coming out. And that's because it would always snag in the metal to the plastic container. So what I customized in this is I made them rubberized and sealed it. So there's no way a hair can get snagged in that connection. The other thing I did differently than the other metal brushes that are on the marketplace is I added multiple bristles. So we've got bristles that are much closer together, density-wise. What that means to the consumer is way more tension. So you get way more tension from a metal brush that you normally would not get because things are usually very spaced out. And these are very densely packed. And that was on purpose to really get a kinky, curly blow dry as smooth as ever. The other thing that we added in here was the ergonomics. So I realized that every single brush has these different handles. Some are like a uh, hourglass, like a shape. Some are just straight down like a pillar. Some are like a hexagon. 
And I realized that the biggest thing that you need when you're round brushing for your hand to not get small or sore is a tiny grip and a thumb placer. If you don't have somewhere to put your, your thumb when you're trying to round brush your hair easily and quickly, it, you need, so I added grip on there because most girls with curly hair who would want this brush or want a quick blow dry often put serums in their hair and their fingers get oily. And then yeah. they try to pick up their wooden brush and they can't even grab it because they haven't wiped their hands and it's just like sliding. So I thought if that girl's going to be out there, she's not going to have that problem with this brush because the grip of the thumb is going to allow it to really hold and pull tight. So again, always thinking of the customer first. I really took on to task of being like, if I am going to make a metal brush, it needs to be head and shoulders above what's out there. So I really did spend a lot of time with the engineers who make these brushes to tell me what other materials are out there that people aren't using in their brushes, what is beneficial. So I, when you have a brand like this, you really learn so much more than you would ever imagine of what it takes to make a product. Because you sit with the people, the, the craftsmen that make it and why they put those things in there. And I give them my feedback. I'm like, why that doesn't make sense to me as a hairdresser? Because you have to understand that every curling iron, blow dryer, flat iron, round brush, metal brush is not made by hairdressers. These are just people that know how to make things. And an engineer gives them a template of something to make and they make. And that's how we've been sold everything from the big, big brands that I hope to be one day, like the GHDs of the world, to the FHIs, to the Cheese. These are giant mega brands and there is not hairdressers. So I really think it's important for that consumer when they're spending their dollar, right? how to discern when you're in a beauty store and you're seeing 60 brushes and the price is so different. How can I discern, is this worth $10 or is this worth $50? They look the damn same to me. Where is this product manufactured? Who is the designer behind this product? People are very Googleable. Brands are Googleable. Look behind, go to a page. Let's see what this brand is all about. You know what I mean? We're allowed to do more research about the products we buy and we need to become more mindful of what we're consuming and how we're buying it. So I feel that I'm very safe that if someone were to like Google Harry Josh and look at my Instagram, they're like, this guy looks like somebody who wouldn't lie to me. I see his page. You know what I mean? He seems like a stand-up guy. He's not posting like shirtless pictures and like, you know, it's, you know, like, you know, I'm trying to be mindful. I'm uh, obviously an animal lover and like you see all the causes I'm behind. And yeah. I think that somebody may, may take that as a brand associate and being like, okay, this guy would definitely make a product that would not try to, you know, pull a fast one on me. He genuinely cares about the planet and what he's making. So oh, yeah. I saw you at that lunch and received that award, Harry, and it was so lovely to hear what you do for your employees all around the world and receive that honor. Yeah, I was so grateful because I didn't even realize that that award even existed because I'd never heard of it before. And it was new. And I was so grateful that um, one of the how they even heard about me was one of the other, uh, I guess, people that were being honored had mentioned that like because they're like, we're, we're, we're research. They wanted nominations. To like nominate brands for us to go and then vet and research and see who we think is the right person. So they threw me into the mix and they said there wasn't even a comparison of which brands are doing things ethically correct. Nice. Versus not. You know what I mean? Like they're like, your brand is screaming that, you know, just for manufacturing alone. So it does make me feel really good that I'm ahead of the curve. And here we are a point in our life where we all have to think more carefully about everything. So what a wonderful place to be as a brand, a beauty brand and be like, okay, we're already ahead of the curve. We're doing Absolutely. it right already. And I bet, you know, all the celebrity gals wanted to work with you before, but I bet they even want to work with you more now because you care about so much more than, you know, just an Instagram photo. Who would be your dream celebrity to style who you have not styled yet? I honestly, I think that, you know, when you've been in the business 25 years and you've had your good fortune of having at least 
80% of Hollywood sit in your chair at one point. You really start to let go more about who that missing person is and more you want to cherish the ones you really have good relationships with. And you hope that you grow and build with them through their children and through their like, you know, for me to like know Kaya Gerber when she was 12 was very cool. Like I knew Kaya when she was 12 and I met her when she was 12 and like, here she is blossoming in front of me and turning into this mega star. Not that she's a friend or a client, but it's just really cool to see people you know for a long time. And the fact that I'm still working with these same girls 25 years later, it's really a, a telltale sign because we are a saturated industry. All, all of us, everything that we do, there's a billion hairdressers, there's a billion beauty editors, there's a billion of everything. So where do we find our mark, right? So like here we are at a point where like, okay, how can I step out of the pack and be myself? in a way that feels authentic to me, but yet I know I'm providing something that's going to uplift someone. So whether that be through humor, through insight, through soul searching, through good hair, through a great tip about deodorant, whatever, are we of service? You know what I mean? Are we making so awesome. something better? You know what I mean? And, right. Absolutely. And we're doing that. So we don't want to be, we're already in a business that's so superficial. So we have to make sure the intention is of service. Are we bringing something to the table that will help somebody? Well, or are we just doing something to do something? And I promoted brands my whole life, so I know what that's like to have to just promote because you have to promote. And it's also like, how many shoots have we done together, Gwen, over the years? So many. And we know what, we know what we have to do. We're like, this is what the job is. We're going to move this product, and we're going to get the right girl to do the hair that's going to make the product look great. And, you know, So I understand how this whole beauty industry works, and it can be disheartening because we understand it's a monetary business that is designed to make a living. You know what I mean? So I try to keep bear that in mind and I just try to work around that knowing that as long as my intention is through there, I feel it will always be the main thing that comes up is like, that's who, what this brand is or that's what this person is. So that's, that's kind of where my philosophy went. Well, thank you. Thank you for, you know, for, for bringing some meaning. Yeah. But, but meeting and fun is important though, right? We can't be this like serious world that, you know, we're in beauty. We can't talk about it all day, but we have to have it in our subconscious at all times. I agree with you. Now, speaking of beauty, before we let you go, what is the one hairstyle for fall that anybody can do themselves, like get the, the best bang yes. for their you know, time buck, if you okay. will? Okay. I would say, I would say it's going to be a flat iron center part, 90s. 70s Ali McGraw, Gwyneth circa 90s. Love it. Super yeah. simple, super straight, and it's going to be about long hair. I love long, that. Long hair. Everyone's going to have really long hair because people aren't going to the hair salons as much. Right. People, guys, I don't know if you've noticed guys on the street who went through the pandemic, didn't cut their I hair. Love it. They're like, they all have Lisa Rinna hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they cut it. They're like, dude, I like my hair. I never saw it this long. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and I feel like so many people who hadn't, who got stuck waiting four months to cut it, thinking like they were like every six weeks, past that hurdle of the length they've never had, and all of a sudden they're like, I've never had this long. I don't want to cut it anymore. I enjoy having my long hair that I've never had. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Harry. It's always so amazing. I love this podcast. Thank you for having me on. I can't wait to try all the products. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye, guys. I mean, Travis. Uh, isn't he just the sweetest angel? And really, I saw him like get that award, and they talked about all how he, he was so involved with making sure that the people in his manufacturing plant had good lives. Like, since before it was cool, it was literally out of the goodness of his heart. Like, I, I oh. cried. I mean, it's really important, it. you know? And I, I think that that was even before the pandemic. And now, you know, oh, through yeah. the pandemic, it really has become more important than ever 
to, you know, just care about your fellow human, you know? Yeah. In that regard, we are going to resurrect yes. a fun game that we used to play at Us Weekly. We had weekly videos, and now we are going to have a weekly franchise in every episode of Get Trust With Us where we talk about our five faves, our five favorite products of the week, newness, it might be something iconic, but something that we have used in our routines this week that we are loving that you guys need to know about. Travis, kick it off. What was your first thing of the week? All right, my first fave of the week is one that I hadn't tried before because I was a little scared, but now I'm no longer Grande Lash. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like, you know, it takes months to work out, but you can see a difference in a week. After you put it on, it makes the color of your lashes look a little bit thicker. So it's it's really good for pre-mascara application, I found, because it really makes them like have like a wet, slick look that's really tough unless you have the freshest tube of mascara. Um, my second one is by Peach and Lily, their wet skin essence. So good, and- isn't it? Oh my God, it's one of the most dewy essences with like lasting power. Cause you know, you put on a lot of essences and they dry like a little, a little too fast. You know, it's an essence, but it's too fast. This Peach and Lily, you know, K-Beauty brand locks in the moisturizer, obsessed with it. Great foundation for a primer. Sometimes I don't even put moisturizer on cause I feel so dewy, it's great. Um, cult favorite, Barbara Sturm Night Serum. Her newest product, the Night Serum Overnight, is so fantastic. My, I have my skin's getting closer to Haley Bieber's skin tone every day with it. <laughs> I went my, I had to use my boyfriend's face wash when I was over there, and now I'm obsessed with it and use it all the time. It's a Veda anti-aging face wash. And it's like white and creamy. And after I used it, it had plumping properties. And it was really, I had an anti-aging effect from that Veda facing face wash. I mean, it's which I can't, so great when a face wash gives you real benefit, right? It's, it's really the first time I think that I've had that a face wash has like given me like a benefit for pre-makeup, you know, not just sort of foundationally, but like an instant gratification. So I, I was really shocked. I don't know why I was like hesitant to try a Veda. I just, I guess I wasn't organic enough at the time, but I mean, it worked so well and I love it. And my fifth fave is the Refa um, Platinum Face Roller. The one oh, you can leave out in the sun. It's, it's waterproof, um, but you can leave it in the sun and it solar charges for microcurrent, or you can just use it as a regular roller. And it's how I apply my moisturizer every night. Every night I roll my moisturizer into my skin and I do what I heard a dermatologist call facial Pilates every night. <laughs> and my facial Pilates has been looking real good. And it's a really good way to get the moisturizer deep into those pores without having to, you know, pat and pull your and you're pulling in the right direction it is working for you travis everything that you've done this week you look tight thank you thank you i feel tight they really i've been this time has been giving me a lot of time to play with products and really find out what works for me with you know no other obstacles not being outside you know not doing different things with my life it's all the same so i can really see how the products are working oh that's so cool i mean Self-care has just become, I think, really important for everyone. But of course, with us to try new things, it's amazing. My first fave that I fell in love with this week is the hand cream by Necessaire. So, you know, Necessaire is this 
natural clean line that has a, a body wash and a body lotion and a body serum. The hand cream is a clean formula, but yet it's like really rich. It sinks mm -hmm. in. It makes my nails and my cuticles look glossy Ooh. and just so amazing. It's like the perfect thing to use before bed, especially when, you know, we've been using hand sanitizer all day. So it really helps smooth those hands, makes my hands look youthful and like my nails glossy. And speaking of my nails, you know, I've been doing all my own DIY manis and petties because yeah, salons have reopened. And I do think that I'll go like once a month for a pedicure where I'm wearing a mask and the technician is wearing a mask, but I really try to lessen my exposure. So I've continued to do my nail services DIY and the Olive and June nail polish remover. It's in that little jar, you know, you yeah. stick your finger in. I even stick my toes in to get my nail polish off cool. my toes. It's acetone free, but somehow it like doesn't dry out my nails. And it manages to just like take off every trace of polish. It is a my glitter polish, Gwen. It took off my glitter polish, which usually you have to have like a special spackle and chisel for. That is the way to do it. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah that's a great call. For my foundation, I have a new foundation love. Clay de Poe just came out with a radiant fluid foundation that's a matte finish. So it's like the most interesting texture because it's kind of like a radiant... You get this radiant glow, but yet it's a matte texture. So it mm -hmm. truly just like looks like skin. There's yeah. a shade that's called like, um, I think it's called Ivory Bisque and it matches uh -huh. my skin perfectly. And it like does not budge. Like I, I love wearing, you know, I found some KN95 masks that have patterns on them. I'm really mm -hmm. into this company called Dare. I'll put it, um, you know, on our, on our post so you guys can, um, find out how to get them, but they, they make these patterned KN95. So the back is white paper and you can't wash them. The foundation doesn't come off on them, Trav. Okay, that's, that's pretty incredible because the mask foundation thing has been definitely an issue for me. And I love, I love how that goes on because I feel like I'm always trying to get radiance underneath a matte complexion. Yeah, well, game changer. Clay de Poe foundation is a little pricey, but this one, is really worth the splurge for that reason. Nice. My fourth fave, okay. Speaking of, it's not really a splurge, but Victoria Beckham Beauty just nice. launched a line of lipsticks that are called Posh Lipsticks. There are eight shades. They're kind of mostly sort of um, variations of nude, you know, beige all the way up to like a really beautiful sheer mahogany. There's yeah. some rosy shades that are great on me. They're kind of like, again, it's almost like the lipstick version of this foundation where it mm -hmm. goes on kind of like a tinted bomb. It's really sort of juicy and feels good on your lips, but then it has this kind of just like, looks like your lips just better with like the most subtle hint of shine. They are posh indeed, but of course, I think they only cost like around um, $28, something I like that. 29 or something, yeah. Yeah, it's that, you know, they're really like not super yeah. crazy and, and, and they're like that little bit of Victoria Beckham posh that you can wear yourself. And then my, my last five fave of the week, the new Valentino fragrance, Voce Viva, is so gorgeous. It's like, when you first spritz it on, it's really fruity, but then it has this like very kind of like green, earthy, sexy, sandalwood, amber dry down. It's really sexy. 
Lady Whoa. Gaga is the face of this fragrance. Voce Viva means to like use your voice for good. It's sort of a very abstract meaning, but of course we got the behind the scenes on the campaign, Trav. Yeah. So you guys pick up the new issue of Us Weekly on newsstands now. You guys can be the first to see the behind the scenes of Lady Gaga's campaign for Voce Viva and hear a little bit about why she partnered on this amazing brand. It's really oh, great. And the fragrance like, smells sexy. And by the way, the bottle, Trav, yeah. has like, little rock studs on the cap. It's like oh, the most fabulous bottle I've ever seen. And I trust Gaga with my fragrance because I used the Fame spray for a while and thought it was- Her original fragrance, yeah. Yeah, well now she's the face of this Valentino fragrance and we love it. Beautiful. And she, that Valentino, it was her best look at the VMAs. She's a Valentino girl, I like it. I mean, the VMAs, she wore Valentino to the 2018 Golden Globes when she wore that amazing like Cinderella blue ball gown with the blue hair. Yeah. She also wore that giant pink couture ball gown with the yeah. feathers to the Venice Film Festival. Yeah. 2018, that was also Valentino. Yeah, you guys can see the timeline of when she's worn Valentino in the new issue of Us Weekly on Newsstands Now. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed Five Faves. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the fall hair trends from Giselle and Hollywood's favorite hairstylist, Harry Josh. Please come back next week for a new episode of Get Dressed With Us. And until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. Stay gorgeous.